All right. Welcome to the Joe Danier podcast. I am Joe Danier. Here's the topic for today. I use this analogy pretty regularly, but I've never done it on my podcast. I've only done it on the radio shows. So here it is. So after a, you know, I'm a, I'm a small business investor. And so I look at a lot of business plans, mission statements, when people are formulating what they're going to do in the marketplace, uh, they put it in front of me and I kind of give them guidance as to what I think will work really well, what's been tried. And th this is an actual process that I put everything through. So I wanted to share that with you. And a lot of you are skipping some of the most important parts of this. So I want to make sure that you, you hear it so that you can go back and uh, figure out which parts you skipped as, as you know, if a plan or, or a, a business plan doesn't come to fruition, it's usually because you skipped one of those steps. So here, here's the deal. Um, the analogy I use is marathon runner. I am, I am an avid runner. I love trail running. I can never seem to run more than three miles, right? I can do a 5k all day long, but you get any longer than that. And I can't see my peers, how they stick it out and do more than that because I'm totally tapped at the three mile mark. So here's the deal. If this were a business plan, I would write out that the purpose of what all of my actions are going to be to be able to run a marathon. Everything I do from this point on has to be in support of me wanting to run a marathon. And that's all well and good. When you put that down on, on paper, you're writing a plan to accomplish that. So I put on all my ideas. Okay, so what do I think I should be able to do? Well, training's probably part of that. Nutrition's part of that. Uh, building muscle, build, building the body and the breathing. All of that, I think, is going to be necessary. So I write down what my plan is. So the next step is I go out into the wild. I go out into the marketplace and I find somebody who's doing something that I want to do. And all I do is observe them and I write down what they do because I don't think you have much of a choice that if you do everything a marathon runner does, you know, barring some kind of physical limitation, that if you do everything that they do for a long enough period of time, you by default become a marathon runner. And what this is called in the business world is best practices. You go find somebody who's doing something and rather inventing the whole shooting match, all of us want to customize everything and make it ours. But you, you can really uh, take the learning curve and, and push it way down if you just find people who are doing the function that you're looking to do and not emulate. I, I'm gonna, okay, I'll say, I'm going to say emulate. So you're, you're going to observe, you're going to write down, and you're going to emulate the steps, not emulate the person. They are their own brand. They're their own formulation. What works for them might not work for you, but you can look at the components so simply as all of uh, that uh, ability is going to ride on some kind of foundation or structure. And all of that foundation and structure is going to be cultivated and nurtured by your routines and activities. So your sleep schedule and your eating schedule and your exercise schedule, your relationship schedule, your professional schedule, all of that kind of stuff creates that foundation. So if you don't have that foundation, it's because you're missing some of those elements. Now, there's no magic formula that you go and do these things and it'll automatically work for you. But to get started, and you, you really, I've never gone wrong by emulating somebody else. I've, I've started emulating other people and found out that the, some of the things I observed had no connection to their successes and they were actually you know, hurting uh, what I was trying to accomplish. And so I, I was able to customize it and parse those things out. So best practices is you find a marathon runner, observe what they do, don't cherry pick the stuff you like out of what they do. You have to take both. You have to take the 
you know, the stuff that they're doing that you say, oh yeah, that's, that's part of what I was thinking anyway. And then the bottom ones, like, let's just say they eat all fruits and vegetables on certain days. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to skip that one. Cause I don't like that one. But once you change that variable, how do you know if that's going to be connected into the successes of your plan when you really don't? And so I, I would recommend go into it after you write your business plan, go into it totally dumb and assume that you know nothing and that you're going to observe people, plural, in the wild doing what you want to do. And what you're doing is saying, I can do that. I can do that. I don't want to do that, but I'm going to anyway, because here's the thing, like I most hated saying in business is fake it till you make it. The reason it's stupid because you're going to fake and, and, you know, like, let's just say you were faking that you were a millionaire. What do millionaires do? Well, they'll, they'll buy certain things and they'll do certain things and whatever. Right. So, but usually when you do fake it till you make it, you're doing all of the the superficial things, the things that don't really matter, they're outside, they're branding, their feelings, how other people feel about you without faking it till you make it on the structural side. You know, can you nurture a, a, a you know, a, a payroll bigger than you can afford or a marketing plan that that's really beyond you? You, you got to take the downside part of the fake it till you make it just as easily and readily as the upside part of the fake it as you make it. And, and those were terrible examples. I'm doing this on the fly, but you can imagine like, you know, if you buy a $200,000 sports car and you're faking it till you make it, you look in the appearance that you, you can afford a $200,000 sports sports car, right? But what about waking up at 4.30 in the morning and meditating and prep prepping your day? What if millionaires do that more than they buy $200,000 sports car? How likely are you going to do something that's like, hey, I don't feel like going out of, getting out of bed today, right? But if you're faking it till you make it. Now, if you're doing pros and cons faking it till you make it, then that's, an, it's, that's something that will help you achieve. But most of you will just, you know, do all the stuff you like. You'll cherry pick all of the, the benefits of being a millionaire or whatever, you know, you're uh, faking it till you make it would be. Uh, and then you just end up running out of money and you're exposed as a fraud rather than faking it till you make it. So you jump in all of the patterns and the processes that a millionaire or a marathon runner or a successful business owner, or just a good person, you, you take the good parts and you become selfish and it was never authentic. So faking it till you make it with the strategy of being inauthentic sucks. Faking it till you make it going mindlessly and blindly into somebody else's protocol so that you can figure out and try to, you know, come to a conclusion of why they do that stuff. Why do they wake up at 430? Why do they meditate? Why do they eat what they eat? Why do they only hang around with certain people? Why, why do they do that with their money? Why do they do? Why is this their bedtime routine? Why do they talk to people this way? If you go down through those lists, and you're able to answer the questions, you're ready to become them when you can answer those questions. I, you know, there's been times when, um, you know, something works so exceedingly well that I do it. I don't know why it worked, but I keep doing it and I don't really dig and figure it out. Well, that's just like memorization. That's like taking someone else's data. I didn't become any smarter. I just through emulation, I faked it and I got some benefit through blind luck. I don't ever want to attribute any successes I have to blind luck. I want to have figured it out. I want to know what really works for me. And I want to know what really doesn't work for me. Cause I, here's, here's the end goal. I want somebody to be able to pick me up by the head, throw me into a completely new state, new city, new people, new environment, having zero dollars and be able to do it all over again. I don't want to 
get thrown into a new environment and be afraid that I'll never be able to duplicate what I duplicated the first time. I've watched far too many of my friends, far too many of my colleagues uh, get fearful later in their career because they know that if they were fired right now, that there were so many strokes of luck in there that they would never be able to get back to it. And they've got families and lives and, and whatever, and they get so scared. I've had a couple commit suicide and they're at the top of their game but they committed suicide because they got afraid that somebody was going to gun for them. Son of someone was going to be successful at gunning from them and they were going to lose uh, whatever they built up to this time. So they just off themselves. And that is the most selfish thing you can imagine. But if we, if we create um, the, the knowledge in the process, then you don't have to go into a venture having those same kind of fears. Because if you do what I'm telling you, you become a marathon runner and you can attribute becoming a marathon runner, not to the person that you emulated, but to that person's you know, nutrition process that worked out for you and their exercise process that worked out for you. And their you know, their habits and what time they woke up and, and all of that stuff. But you can explain to me, Hey, how'd you become a marathon runner? Uh, find a Bob and do everything he does is not an intelligent answer, but find a Bob who's doing what you want with money, with success, with relationships and do and figure out why they do everything they do. And now that's when you nail it. And I'll tell you, most of the successful people, if you ask them why they meditate at four 30 in the morning or why they eat that right before lunch, they have a very sophisticated uh, reason why. And it's important. And they'll, they'll even share it with you. Cause you know how many people ask for the, the secret sauce behind people's success Nobody asks that because usually what it is, it's a bunch, thousands and thousands and thousands of instances of hard work that when you assemble them together, uh, feels like a Hail Mary because you don't you don't look at the nine or 10 years that somebody had and building themselves up so they can run that marathon. You just see the marathon. You're like, hey, I can do that on a Saturday. I've got Saturdays free. Well, the formula is lots and lots and lots of thousands of other things that you don't even didn't even contemplate. And that's why it's, it's tough to picture yourself doing some of the more sophisticated, complicated things uh, because nobody's really writing out those formulas. Because here's the thing, even if I told you what time I wake up and what I eat and you know my exercise schedule, chances are most of you that are interested weren't interested in knowing what work it accomplished that just wanted the shortcut to the end result. And that's not gonna happen. It's like, how do I lose 100 pounds? Well, here's the deal. You do this, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Is there a pill that I could take? And that's where we're at in, in culture is I don't believe it. I, I'm telling you that if, I swear if I won the lottery, I would give it back. Right. Because nobody, I, I wouldn't ever know whether or not I truly figured out the formulas of successes because somebody just, you know, gifted me money that I didn't deserve or earn. I want every hardship to be earned by my stupid mistakes. And I want every success uh, to be earned by my you know, great decisions and that's it. Nothing in between. So uh, don't, I, I, I do, I'm not great at accepting charity because I'm a self-motivated, very driven, self-competitive person. And I want to be able to explain if anybody comes behind and say, Hey, Joe, you got this conference table. How'd you get it? Right. How do you get people to sit down with you? How do you get people to listen to you? How do you create a brand? How do you make money happen? How do you know where your margins are? How do you know? I want to be able to answer those questions, not be like uh, Bill down the street. He told me, and I just memorized it. Right. I don't want that to be the case. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is a longer one than I usually do, but uh, this is good stuff. I appreciate everybody who supported the Joe Danier podcast. See you next time.